0: All right, good. We're recording. All right, cool. Uh so Brett, you were just showing me your sweatshirt. Let me see it one more time. Yeah. Best bar thing. Yeah, best bar. <laughs> all right. So we tried to do this podcast the other day. We yeah. had some technical stuff. Like, okay, and y'all were going into the semifinals for the best bar for Barcel Sports. Is that done, yep. or are they still voting?
1: Yeah, uh, we're actually in the finals. So the finals start uh, Wednesday. So we 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 won in the final four. So it's down to two us in this. Uh, there's a school called Chico State in California. California, uh, yeah. And it's a big party school apparently, and uh, so it's us versus them in the finals. So it goes down Wednesday to Friday.
0: <laughs> Congrats, man! That's so awesome. Yeah. Thank that you. That is a party school. I've heard of Chico State
1: for that reason. Really? Yeah, yeah, I've never even heard of it. I've never even heard of the school, but they got a big following and people are into it. So, so Let's see. you know, they used
0: to like, this will, this will age me, but uh, before you were in Greenville at Sup Dogs, maybe before your brothers and all that stuff, you know, they used to do the, uh, they had Playboy magazine would do like the top party schools in the country. Yeah, no, I remember that. I remember ECU, like, was like, I mean, that was like a big deal <laughs> yeah. a number or whatever, but I think Chico State
1: won that. I, I think that's where I heard of them. That, that probably is. I mean, those lists are a big deal. <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, well, congrats on that. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's just awesome exposure for us. I mean, you know, it's, uh, it's sort of all backed by barstool so that, you know, once their machine's behind it, it's just, uh, it's amazing exposure. Do you know, like, do they get, give you results, like number of votes and all that stuff, or you just know yeah, you- yeah? I mean, they, they, you know, you're you're only allowed to vote like once per Twitter account per round, and they they have it all. They have a software that that tracks all the votes and 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 you know to make sure everything's legit. But so we're in good shape. I mean, I I don't know how many votes they they got last round, but uh, you know, I think we're favored to win, but who knows? You know, I know some, I just got a text that they're like, they think like Aaron Rodgers, uh, you know, is going to tweet something about them to vote for them. So
0: I'm like, damn, I
1: gotta, I gotta hit up Mr. Beast. Mr. Um, Beast.
0: What didn't, who was some of the other ones? Didn't you have like Carter Cruz last year?
1: Yeah, we had, uh, you know, a couple, uh, like adult film stars, (laughs) Maddie O'Reilly's another one. She's from North Carolina. Um, you know, handful of NFL players that played at ECU, PD Pablo, he's a rapper. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of local and some national media, uh, you know, some radio guys I worked with back in DC. So, you know, and obviously the ECU following, so you sort of mix in, uh, oh, and there's actually like a, uh, there's like a guy who's left ECU to like get into the adult film industry so he does a lot of recruiting um and he was a huge sub dogs guy um so you sort of mix in like everyone students families people of all ages media film star you know and then hopefully you win win the whole thing god so so you i mean this is such an interesting time of year for
0: y'all because you've got that and then normally you have doggy jams and you're going to do it next year with uh shaq but if you went like when you win this thing you won last year y'all y'all didn't even get to celebrate did you i mean it wasn't no that-
1: yeah and, and and you know generally the goal is if you win best college bar in america barstool comes down you throw a massive celebration for thousands of people and that's what we did in 2019 but this year i you know if we were to win you know obviously they don't they can't throw a mass celebration in north carolina so and i think there's gonna be a trophy and some prizes and maybe some money that we'll put towards a bigger celebration down the line but you know there's not a ton we can do i mean even now like the the contest like like i love the exposure it's amazing it's the best but like operationally um you know they're gonna announce the winner friday at 8 p.m so now i'm thinking wow you know, First off, I don't even know if we're going to be busy because it's Easter weekend, a lot of kids go home. But then on the other side of that, we could be slammed. And if a thousand people show up, that's not going to look good if there's news media there and, you know, oh because yeah. of COVID stuff. So I'm trying to figure out, I don't want it to be empty because it'll be lame if we win Best College Bar in America and it's empty because it's Easter weekend. But on the flip side, if a thousand people show up, you know, I can only... Legally fit 120 people in the restaurant. You know that's when you get police will be involved and health department and alcohol law enforcement and media. So operationally, it's just like I'm trying to win, but then I'm trying to figure out Friday at 8 p.m. What's going to happen? Golly, man!
0: What a that's a I mean, literally a unique problem. Like you're the only guy in the country
1: that's had to figure that out. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) But what, what? you know, just speaking of operations, there is, and I've been reading articles. I mean, I felt it, but I've been reading articles. There's just a a huge shortage of people working in restaurants right now. Like, yeah, even here in Greenville, North Carolina, it's the same way in Chapel Hill. Um, there are restaurants that are closing for dinner and closing on Sundays and Mondays because they don't have the people to fill the shifts. Unbelievable. And we're having this, and we're having the same problem. So, like. You know we were staffed fine you know and hours were limited and seating was limited but then the governor opens it up opens up hours and then everyone expects us to just the next day be able to fill a shift with servers managers hosts food runners bus it's just it's a hard time to operate a restaurant financially aside just operationally it's tough the 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 labor issues of Man, it
0: is without question. Every single owner I've spoken to, particularly like in the last month because things are opening up, up. It's a big deal. They can't find yeah. staff. And then there's ones that are looking for uh, you know, veteran uh management type folks. I mean like that are having to look all over the country kind of thing when normally you could hire yeah. locally or maybe even from within. Um I guess like a I guess people just have been out of the working in the business so long. Maybe they've gone and they're doing other things and, or
1: are people scared to work or like what's the? I, no, I think it's, uh, you know, the, the restaurant business is, at least ours is a so weekend we we are open every day for lunch, but you know, weekends and late nights are a big part of it. And people just got used to not working weekends or not, nights and not working incredibly busy shifts. Where before COVID, every shift was busy. You're coming in, you're going to grind every minute of every day. And you just kind of got used to it. Now it's, uh, it's you know, some shifts are busy, a lot of days are chill, no late night. Everyone's out of there by 10, 11 PM. So now we're slowly getting back to this is going to be really hard and really late and really intense. And you have less people that want to do that. Um, so they either find their jobs or, you know, they get stimulus money or unemployment and you know they're able to chill for a little while. Um, so I think it's a combination of, of a lot of factors. But uh and I think there are some people that are like, look, you know, 10, 15 bucks an hour, I'm not gonna be packed in and hot and catch COVID. And but here in North Carolina, the vaccine's available to all restaurant employees. So I think there's a little less of that, but I think initially there was some. Of people just being apprehensive, um, so my strategy has been to just try to pay more, um, pay more than everyone. Yeah. I think that'll work, um, and it might not. <laughs> so it's just hard, way harder. <clears throat> like I, <clears throat> when this all hit, <clears throat> my thought was, well, <clears throat> our business won't make any money for a while, but at least there'll be a lot of people that want and need to work. Yeah, but that just hasn't been the case. And that's been something that's shocked me. Actually, um, I thought people would be fighting for these jobs, but it's not not the case. It seems
0: like that's uh maybe just a matter of time. There, I mean, that stimulus money runs out. The un- I mean, rent abatement, all that stuff. They keep pushing the kicking the can down the road, if you will. But yeah, gotta stop at some point. But in the meantime, you got to figure out
1: how to run a business with it. A- yeah, and look, you know, I'm not on an ease. I'm the least political person ever. I'm just yeah. operating a business. But uh you know, I think as a whole, all that stuff is good for the country as a whole. But right. just for, for my business operating, um trying to operate a, a restaurant, um it's it's really tough. Now and, and and you combine that with uh I think customers are um you know where I think before, when when COVID first hit, people were a lot more appreciative of, of restaurant workers showing up and doing the job. Now it's kind of flipped, where you know, there's if they're going to spend their money and they're going to, you know, take risks coming out of their house, you know, they want the best service, the best food, no excuses. You're lucky I'm here. That that mentality's totally shifted. Really? I think. Yeah um i guess people have gotten impatient for it's been so long oh it's been so long it's stressful everyone's stressed out yeah it's just a tough time and i don't blame customers for feeling that way but that's just the vibe i get so you combine that um with the employee shortage at every restaurant it's just a tough tough combination um
0: man so wow. It's hard to believe it's been a year since we first you and I were first talking about this. I remember you saying if they close the colleges down, it's going to be a disaster for the restaurants and college towns. That was when like early, yeah. we didn't know like in, in every college in the country, you know, it's just it, yeah. it was a cascading thing. Uh and it's it's such a weird new reality. But um yeah, the labor thing's a really tough one, man. Um it's it's I hope that turns around. Um, because it is without question, the biggest issue that every single owner, first thing they mention almost when I, when I catch up with them lately is I can't find anybody to work. And, I'm but worried. I, thought,
1: but I also think it's on operators to adjust. So we need to start treat people, treating people better, yeah. less out, you know, stop working them 50, 60 hours. I don't work any manager over 40 hours unless we're desperate. And then I just apologize to them and say, look, I'll make it up to you down the road. Yeah. Um, pay them better, treat them better. Um, this is just, I think the days of like, being you know, a hard ass work you to the bone, pay you as little as I can. You're lucky to have a job. Like those days are over. You gotta, you gotta appreciate people, pay them well, almost, you know, as much as you can cater to their ones and needs. Obviously there's a line in the sand, but that's, that's what I do. Um, but, I, but there is a line and I, I hit the line hit the line before i say look man take a hike um but it's on operators to adjust as well but that's the hardest part right now yeah but we look that's time. better than customers not coming through the door you know what i mean the flip side is you have too many employees yeah you can't you can't keep anyone paid and customers aren't coming to the door so this is this is a good problem to have
0: it is a good problem to have and there's going to i mean that's the thing it, it is going to be a, a an ongoing adjustment because uh, people do want to get out big time i mean they people are getting vaccinated more and more and yeah they are they are ready to get out and get back to some sort of you know what they remember of what a normal life is joy yeah. joy being out in places like yours man it's in good weather i mean you got like like all this stuff
1: is like this confluence of things are
0: happening all at once, but, um,
1: well, so imagine, so, so imagine they come out, you know, awesome. I can finally get some drinks and, you know, they want to get back to that normal life. They're really excited. Um, and then you show up to a restaurant that's short staffed and at no fault of the restaurant owner or the restaurant manager. Or yeah. It's just, that's just, that's a tough one, you know, cause the customer wants that old experience. Meanwhile, restaurants are fighting and clawing the, able to operate so but you know restaurant you know if we've made it this far um, this is an easy problem
0: so are you um how old are your kids now
1: i just have one she's uh she's four yeah okay so she's four golly that's time flies
0: are you um but you, you live in Greenville. You and your brother. Yeah. And then you just commute. To Ch- like how often are you going to Chapel Hill these days? Yeah.
1: I mean, it's been like, I, I go every week. So um, at least once a week, um, you know, it just depends on what's going on. You know, if there was a real basketball season and football season, I would have been there more. But, um, you know, Franklin Street and Chapel Hill has been, uh, it's been tough. Like, yeah. you know, we're, we're We are one of the busiest rest places, businesses on the entire street. And we didn't make any money in 2020. So I'm looking around like, what are these other people doing? Um, But slowly that's changing. Um, But uh, see, I'm I'm back and forth. You know, it's, it's definitely been way harder. Like kids just change everything. Um, Yes, they do. And that's like the ultimate understatement, (laughs) Um, but in a good way, like I, I want to be home. You know what I mean? Like I, you know, I've always wanted to be home, hang with my wife. It's, but now it's like, you know, if your daughter's there, like it's not like, okay, well maybe I'll work late. It's like, no, I have to get home mm-hmm. and you want to, um, just different, different whole different mentality shift.
0: Well, uh, I asked about, I was thinking about Chapel Hill cause I saw your, uh, that new mur- mural y'all are doing yeah. with uh, college, Michael Jordan, which is really cool, man. I think it's sweet. Thank you. Um, but yes, the, the the bigger issue there is that, I, you know, you and I have talked about this stuff before and you've always had this sort of ongoing thought process about, you know, growing or, or not growing or st- like, man, it's, uh, I commend you for, what seems to me from the outside looking in, finding a good balance in your life now that you do have a daughter, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, it's hard to find that in the restaurant business, and then you bring young children into it, man. That's it's a tough thing. It's just, it's a, um, I mean, I still all the time. I, I think, you know, I got three kids. They grow fast. I mean, I'm looking at my daughter right there. She's sitting out there on her phone. She's 17, junior in high school. Man, I mean, I remember yeah. when she was four, like at brett but uh, I'm glad you think that way because you're 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 a young enough man to still and she's young enough that you can still you know enjoy as much of that time uh because you can't get it back and it goes fast and it's a good thing man like i'm glad you're not having to fly all over the country and deal with issues with yeah if you 58th
1: opening or whatever and you're like never yeah but but then do you yeah and You know, that's a pop, but then do you regret not doing that? Like, you know, I was, I just was talking to a guy 10 minutes ago who, um, you know, his business is helping set up franchise systems and he's on me all the time. I mean, there's not no pressure, but he's like, look, man, like you've already done two, your processes are in place, your, your, your products there. This is, this is what franchising was made for your business. We got to, let's do it. But you know, I started sort of wrestle with that it's like I don't know. Should there just be one or two subdogs? You know, I mean that's what makes it cool. You know, you start to get into 10, 20, you know, does it get cheesy? And then does it just take over to your life where you just are like, why am I doing this? So yeah, it's hard to
0: scale. It's the same
1: same problem with you guys. You know, I mean, I mean, you guys are leaving a lot of money on the table and a lot of opportunity, not going after Outback Steakhouse or, you know what I mean? Big chains. You know, I, uh, years ago, I wrote a blog post. It
0: was, uh, I think the title was, um, why we left $250,000 and a million headaches on the table. And it was a, um, it was a chain that, you know, wanted to use schedule fly and wanted to roll it out in a pilot for like 20 locations and then roll it out however many they had some big number. And, you know, it would have been like 250 grand a year to, for that like for that size. And we t- we were like, no. And the guy was like, what do you know? Like, you, you don't say no to us. Like, you, and we were like, no, we're not like literally we're not gonna serve you. Like we're not gonna take that opportunity because the million headaches piece was what we knew would come with it and it would just take over our business and take over our lives and we knew we'd looking back on well, why did we why did we do that like now it's no fun it's not yeah. special it's not yeah. unique it's not and now they kind of you know it's just the business has absorbed us and it's stressful and you know man i've come to learn like i mean we don't have to get into some big philosophical thing but my general i, I just literally Was emailing with my English teacher from high school. Like, we've stayed in Mm -hmm. touch because he really taught me the value of reading good fiction and learning to write well. And I told him yesterday that, uh, you know, I used to think that money was like what would solve things and make you happier and all this kind of stuff. And I've come to realize like, you need to have enough, like, so you're not worrying about it all the time. Yeah. But time is my currency now. No doubt mm-hmm. about it. Like, no doubt about it. Uh just not even a debatable. I mean, if you got enough, then you're not worried. Then what do you you know, more, 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 but then like so? Like what you do you yeah. do?
1: Like, yeah.
0: Like, what do you do with all that? You know, you know, and if, yeah. If you sacrifice, oh well now I have it all, but my kids gone, you know, going to college
1: like. Okay. Well, and, and and the bigger you get, the the more risk you have to take. So it's like, you know, if you're expanding and you're, you know, putting a c- couple million bucks into expanding, um, I don't know. It's it's a, it's an easy way to to sort of just lose it all <laughs> if things go south. Well, so I, you know, ha- having a daughter, I've become a little more risk adverse. Uh, not a lot but but definitely more than i was before we had before we had her or, or you take somebody else's money and
0: then to expand yeah. right and to to minimize your risk but then you've got the uh the stress of like okay now i've
1: got to try to make a good return on this person's yeah I, I i have zero desire to do that yeah, for someone nice. else in nice. fact i i weirdly you know some people are like want investment money and all that. I don't know. I weirdly like resent it. Like, I don't know why. So wait, you want me to do all the work so you can make money? Like, (laughs) I look at, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Where a lot of people are like fighting for investment dollars. I'm like Uh annoyed by it. If, you know, if the bank's not going to give us money, leave me alone. (laughs) That's kind of how I feel, but that could change tomorrow. I don't know. That's kind of my initial reaction to all that.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, we, yeah, I mean, we, we certainly share that, you know, um, but you know, man, it's, uh, if you can find, I mean, we've been doing this 14 years and we've really, um, we've just found over these years, a good balance of, you know, and we're lucky too, because we don't have to because we don't have investors, you know, we don't have to uh, hire a bunch of salespeople and marketing people. We didn't have to do anything during COVID other than just take great care of y'all and just, you know, wait to see where the dust settled. And so there's a lot of fortunate things that have come with that. But, um, but yeah, you know, I, um, those are, uh, those are real, like a lot of times it's just, you know, we just push growth so much. And, and I'm, I mean, you know, I love, I love America. I love the capitalist society. I love all the benefits we get from that. But there's that that line of like,
1: where it's just always about
0: growth, 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 growth.
1: Yeah. Come on. I mean, p- people probably say it to you guys, like, well, well, what's next? What's, what's... All the time. It's like, what, you, what, what do you mean what's next? I'm, I'm operating this crazy all business right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like there's never lack for any, you know, I mean,
0: look, we, we, um, but it's it's just a, it's not the way most, it's not the way we're supposed to think, I guess. Like it's not the way our culture wants us to think, they, you know, because everything that's promoted is always these great stories of, well, I had my one restaurant location and then we went, you know, and the next thing, you know, we grew and grew and now we have 500 and I'm, you know, I mean, it's, that's the stories you hear, but the stories that I like, you know, that we've always told are the ones you we call. It's like, got this one place this two places it's really special to me and to my family or it's my I'm third generation you know owner of this business or I started this business after working as a busser and then a cook and then you know like all those are the stories like you know those are just awesome and they're not the um almost everybody we serve